and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and with me I've got Liam. In the words of Neil Patrick Harris, I hate that stupid android fuck. And Mitch. I'm not going to say the quote I, I thought I was going to say because I'm not, I'm not brave enough. Is You're it going to come up later? Can you quote it later, Mitch? <laughs> Or is this just censored? I'll like allude to what it is later. Look, yeah. man, we watched the movie. Nobody's going to hold it against you for quoting it. Fair. But I'm still not going to do it. Let's keep going. We still, people still read books written by like serial killers and shit. That's and true. And then talk about it, right? This is way better than that. Can I guess what it no, is? No, we're just talking about the Obama administration right now. That's all <laughs> we're dealing with. You can guess. I'm not well, going to tell not you. up to you, Corey. It is. <laughs> No, no way. Mitch this didn't is, answer. So I stepped Corey, in. Corey, I have a I have a question for you. Okay. Um so last week you asked me like why do you consider this a Christmas movie? I'm not going to ask you that because that would be an obvious that that would be obvious. I'm pretty sure well, you Well, this movie's got Christmas in the title and it was set at yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. and it's about well, Christmas. Yeah, that's why I said I didn't ask you. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you this, but Corey's going to answer it like he did anyway. <laughs> yeah. What I am going to ask you is why this movie when you could pick from anything? Why any yeah, movie? Good question. Why any movie, right? Uh-huh. You know what? What are we doing? Think about it. Well, why sure. the silent partner? You know why? But, but you know when you were to... <laughs> the silent partner is is a very like holds is a very movie. I mean, yeah, I but hold we, didn't, we didn't have to. Well, here let's not right? let's not let Corey slither out of this one. So, Corey, you said <laughs> you said that you didn't know like what December Christmas movie to pick because behind yeah. the scenes, I don't I don't know if this was in any of the episodes, but we let right, you Corey, don't even listen. We let Corey absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> we we let Corey pick what would happen this week, and uh, Corey said he didn't have any ideas, so I sent him a list of probably about seven or eight possible you know Christmas remake or sequels, and. Uh, not all, all of them were in the same ilk as Harold and Kumar Christmas, and so something must have called to you, Corey. So I think I think Mitch deserves an answer here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we should be. Asking, I want to know. I didn't kill my wife. Um, I feel <laughs> like we should be asking Liam this question. Then why did you include it on the list in the first place? Because it is a sequel to a franchise that uh, most people don't think of. Um, that's it. It, it well, applies to the show. I would li- I like to say that it's not really fair of you to ask him why he put it on the list. He was just sure drawing up a list. You're the one who chose. Well, I rest my case. Liam, you know, fits the criteria. What more do you need? Well, I, but, I will not be held accountable. on the list I gave you fit the criteria, though. Right, but this is one of those. Like, would I be having my feet held to the fire had I... Well, who's holding any of them? I'm just asking you a, a nice question. I'm feeling like I'm getting grilled here. That must be because you feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> if you had picked a different movie and I'll we had you asked right now, you, Liam, I think you would have given a straighter answer. Liam, I will tell you right now, I feel no guilt. My conscience is clean. Then answer the man. Why not? That's my actual answer. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, I don't know. I didn't have some we'll kind of grand design. Um, it was just a movie to watch, and we needed a Christmas movie. And the idea that I did have, uh, I kind of soured on it fairly quickly. So I was like, I need to put a, I need to put a hole in this sinking ship, 
I need to plug a hole. I don't need to put more holes in it. Otherwise, we'd be having a big problem. I need to plug this hole. I need to bail this water out of this boat, much like this analogy, because it's sinking. And I need. I just picked a movie. I don't know. Okay. Was, I don't was know. the original idea that you had, uh, did we talk about that in, in the finished podcast, Corey? Because people might just be interested, that's all. I believe I cut it out, but it was, uh, gosh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 or 5. Right. Which everyone four. has witches yeah. in it. It was four. Uh and it just it just kind of lacked it lacked a, the Christmas vibe I was I was seeking in images that I saw and it skewed pretty far in just a a direction that didn't feel like it spoke to me for this moment. So I backed out. Fair enough. Um not I mean I think I've made a sensible decision. This movie feels like Christmas. It's, I'd say it's got some Christmas vibes for sure. It's got some Christmas vibes. It's snowing here now. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And, um, you know, wanted to capture that feeling. You know, silent partner, crime movie. This is a little more still still kind of a crime movie, but not in the it same is. way. <laughs> and uh, John Cho is big right now. We can capitalize on that, you know. Cal Penn is big right now too. Cal Penn is huge right now, and I mean, a memoir. Yeah, I actually I was at a bookstore like two hours ago, three hours ago, and I saw it pretty prominently. Like, read Cal Penn's book, and I was like, I won't. But you know, I watched his movie. <laughs> <laughs> I oppose him morally, spiritually, politically, not. sexually. Not interested. <laughs> I don't I don't want to I don't want it to be that definitive. I didn't buy his book today is my point. But I did watch his movie yesterday. So, you know, hitting my my KPQ. Did you pay for it? Alpen quota. That was well, my I, question. I pay for a subscription to the to the I don't know how much of that money <laughs> to the devil. Yeah, yeah. Where did you find it, man? It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, it, on the Stars channel. Oh, it's on the stars specifically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, when I tried to pull it up, I guess I don't have stars and so if you uh, Google the movie and then click the Amazon Prime button on Google, it will take you to the correct page even if the search doesn't work. Gotcha. That's a tip yeah, from yeah, yeah. me to you. Nice. So nice. now that we're done interrogating me, Whoa, does it I feel like just, I was well, asking a nice question, man? It wasn't was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, does it feel like Christmas yet? Are we there yet? It is, yeah. All these uh, family and family friend members are bickering, interrogating each other, all getting a bit <laughs> upset and hungry. I think that feels like Christmas. Yeah, it does. But like for you guys personally, how's it? How how are the feelings? How are we doing? What's I'm our Christmas? There, where's our Christmas meter on a scale of one to twelve? So uh, I'll give hum. a. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, did you say I'll hum? It's <laughs> not a number. Hum. Bug, bug. Uh, <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. The curtain. It's uh, <laughs> de it's December eighth right now when we're recording this round number. Um, I haven't bought so any gifts. We're about a week into Christmas. Um, it has snowed here the last few days, so that's been really nice. Um, I went to a cottage and there was a. It was like an Airbnb. There was a giant Christmas tree in that Airbnb, so that was nice. And we watched about. 
the first five minutes of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, so that was cool. And then we just, turned it off an, and watched Hereditary instead. Just a vibe check. This movie's still sad? Okay. <laughs> and then you just moved on. I got to finish that one day, man. The farthest I've ever made it is an hour. And that was like two years ago. And I How long is it? It's a long movie. It's it's almost three. It's like two and a half or something. Yeah. For my money, I much prefer The Bishop's Wife. Like if we're talking about like old Hollywood sort of Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, and then I uh, some other Christmas stuff that's been hitting. I've got a Reese's Advent Calendar. Get a peanut butter cup a day. That's been exciting. I'm eight in, of course. Um, also, <laughs> no, I got you're eating a, uh, them. You're eating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also got uh, a little Blu-ray haul that happened to have some Christmas movies in it just because, uh, I mean, I ordered it months and months ago, but it, it arrived at the beginning of this month and it has like the original Black Christmases in there. Um, I also received uh, the Krampus release from Scream Factory, uh, which is the unrated version of Krampus that apparently wasn't able to be released originally. He had to cut it down to like a PG-13. And I, li- mm. I like Krampus a lot. and I-, I like it more with each rewatch, but I was pretty let down seeing it in the theater as excited as I was. And I think part of that was because uh, Trick or Treat, uh, Mike Dougherty's other holiday movie, is, is a hard R. And um, and Krampus is is like a PG thirteen, a bit more cartoonish, and and the scary stuff. There is scary images in it, but they don't go far enough to to stick with me the way I wanted them to. And so I'm very excited to check out this Krampus release and see what's going on there. And it also came with a poster, so I'll throw that Ooh. up before the month is out. And so I'm feeling pretty good about Christmas. Mitch, I would love to hear how you're feeling. I haven't bought any presents. I've that's not only watch. That's a statement movies. against capitalism. That's not about Christmas. It's also a statement about my bank account. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? I haven't uh, really watched any Christmas movies except for what I'm being forced to watch on the show. Wow. Okay. Um, You're not being forced to watch it if you picked it out yourself, which I... you did for like a good one of these (laughs) i haven't uh the first day it snowed really hard here i didn't get out of bed like all day because i was just like miserable um my winter boots have a piece of plastic that sticks out and badly blisters my heel i'm like i'm not doing great right now Corey. you're well liam asked but thanks for telling me um you're deep into like scrooge mode Oh, bah humbug is right. I mean, even more generally from the season, it sounds like it's just like. <laughs> Mitch, it's if you ever want to hang out, if you ever want to hang out, go to dinner or something. I'm super down. Bah humbug. Um, well, we're gonna steal Christmas this year. Is any of the is any of the snow arrival doing anything for you in like a like an aesthetic way? Uh, I suppose like in, but the thing is, is that my room isn't really like insulated because my landlord sucks. Right, you li- you live in a so weird shed attached. I live in a I live in a shack, and I've got like a space heater to keep me warm. But I wake up and I'm like frozen, and all my plants look like like my house plants look like they're gonna die. And um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's just where I'm at. <laughs> well, I hope that improves just generally. You know, ah, what about you, my friend? I gotta say, when it snowed for the first time, I was uh, 
I was coming home from somewhere and uh, my roommate and Liam's friend, Sean, was on our like back deck. And I was like, oh, this is so this is so nice. Look at it. It's like a snow globe in here. And then we both instantly agreed that that would be nice to look at for about five minutes. And then we would want it to stop snowing. So I'm kind of over it in that sense. Um, in terms of the weather and, and the cold, I could certainly do without it. Um, I feel like I'm in a weird spot because I keep seeing like Instagram stories and whatnot, both of people having a good time, which I'm not. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, putting up all of their like Christmas decorations, which I'm also not doing. And I, I just, I feel very detached from this holiday. It must be said. Uh, like I work on Christmas Eve and Christmas day this year. Like I'm not really get like, I'm not getting anything out of this holiday experience right now. So I don't know. Uh, I at least started Christmas shopping today. Uh, got that one on me. I mean, I still have a heater in my room. If that makes you feel any better. Yeah. You've also got insulation, which is, uh, well, <laughs> well, know. um, you know, things I can are see okay. my breath some mornings. <laughs> fucking wild and mitch after we meet up for dinner if you ever want to sleep over at my house you're <laughs> you can uh curl up on the floor listeners you guys should like write a letter to my landlord and uh actually yeah. you know what ko-fi.com slash mk podcast if you donate some money i'll give some of it to mitch yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> it's the christmas thing to do yeah it's it's the it's the appropriate thing to do um yeah. Buy I myself a Mortal Kombat DVD and then get a <laughs> can of soup for Mitch. <laughs> this this one's on me and Ed Campbell's. Brought to you by Campbell's. This oh, episode oh, of Baby oh. Another One is brought to you by Campbell's. It's fucked up that they didn't let that snowman live. <laughs> Campbell's can get fucked too because I like I bet like some money on one of the horses that they had at the Kentucky Derby. Wait, 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 wait. Campbell's the soup company? <laughs> yeah. They have horses in the Kentucky. Yeah, the horse's name is Soup and Sandwich. How was that not taken already? And the entire time I was like, Go Soup and Sandwich, run, you son of a bitch. But they were yeah. dressed like you owned a plantation. <laughs> no. Um uh, fuck. You had a pipe <laughs> in your hand and a big hat. Uh anyway, uh you guys remember that commercial from Campbell's Soup where the man is so cold he's a snowman? It's just a living snowman who comes home. Why don't they let the snowman live? Anybody? Me, man. No, I got nothing. Kind of fucked up, in my opinion. Not really the Christmas thing to do. No. I mean, they, what Frosty's whole thing is that it's so sad that a snowman died. Well, he said don't cry. We were still sad, okay? No. And their whole advertising campaign was we will... We will guarantee a snowman dead tonight. But they said he'll be, back a, he'll be back again one day. Campbell's didn't say that. Frosty might have said that. Yeah, Frosty said that. That's a different Frosty thing. Did, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This episode's actually he, brought to you by Tim Beebs. Oh. <laughs> Those should have been called Beeb Bits. I'm very disappointed. I don't way. think they should have called it that, actually. No. Beeb Bits. Ag- agree to disagree. You guys don't like Beeb Bits. Um, I don't love it. I don't love it. No, I don't love it either. 
for like, um, guys prefer Tim Biebs. I just want to be. Sh- I don't like concerned. either. I don't like. Yeah. I prefer Tim Biebs. Yeah. Gosh. What is this? The thing that's going to tear the podcast apart? I think it was torn apart long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all doing this, this out just, of a this is just morbid sense a of in the word. <laughs> We're all doing this out of a morbid sense of obligation. But I don't know, maybe maybe the Harold and Kumar Christmas spirit will bring us all together if we're all united in whatever feeling uh on this movie. Maybe maybe that'll well, what help. if we're but what if we're not? Then yeah, what if it what if it, it turns into Christmas at the crank? More Dude. knife turning. Yeah. Okay. You guys like well, love actually? I've never uh, seen it. I've also mixed. never felt love. So, I mean, I'm not really an expert on the subject. I think the movie might be for you in that case as well. Like, it's kind of about, like, I don't even know what it's appreciating about. Love, it could be called, if, like, Christmas for, for Cynics. Like, that's Is it a Christmas is. movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw one of the actors' name is Rory, and my brain was just like, is it Culkin? And it's not. Yeah, no. If if it was, I would be. I would have brought Love Actually up long ago. Love Actually is a Christmas comedy. It sure is. Rowan big, Atkinson's it's great. Got, it's it. got big New Year's Eve vibes, Corey. That's that turns me way off of it, wanting it should. to see it. I, I I do not want to promote you watching. Love you don't actually. like Love Actually? No, no, I don't like it. But I it mean, is a modern like Christmas right. classic for many. So. I I'm a like I'm a kind of a fan of it. Like I, I I fall victim to its charm every once in a while. But yeah, you know I do wonder like where the line between something like New Year's Eve and uh, Mama Mia is, Corey. Quality. And in that Mama case, Mia, you, you might is you good. might like Love Actually. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you could do a lot worse with Christmas movies than Love well, Actually. Like well, there's some on. really charming scenes in there. So Liam. D- do you not like it because it's not for you, or do you not like it because it's bad? Like, there's a different, there's a difference there. Um, I think. <laughs> the bird has an opinion, I guess. <laughs> Jello fucking hates love, actually. <laughs> um, I think it's both, Corey. I think it's bad and it's not for me, but so many people think it's good and also think it's for them, so who am I to say, you know? That's why I don't I don't understand people who rate movies like they'll they'll give a review for a movie and like they won't like the movie at all, but then they'll be like, "Oh, I've got to give it I've got to give it uh 7 out of 10 because like it is it has like good filmmaking about it or the reverse where like they like a movie but like they recognize it that it's made poorly so they give it like a one out of ten i don't get stuff like that i would rather rate a movie based on like purely how i feel about it i think criticism should be very subjective and subjectively i think love actually is bad and it's not for me as well okay well i'll put everybody's concerns to rest i'm definitely not watching love actually this month regardless you so, might like it. I think you'd probably like it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think not. Corey would as well, which is why I, I mentioned Corey the Mama definitely Mia would thing. like it. I yeah. feel like he'd be like delighted by it. I feel like you're setting me up to the point where I'm gonna have to watch it now just to give an opinion. Well, that's great, and I don't know how I feel about that. I would never do that. Yeah. Your life, Corey. But you know, if you ever want to talk about Love Actually, if you've seen it, w- we would listen to you. There was a sequel. We could just do that. It's a short film oh, sequel. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was a few years ago. Um, love really. 
Love aggressively. <laughs> um, it's an action movie. Love truly. Okay, so uh, we've got we we had some friends over this week. Two boys, two two kind boys, named Harold and Kumar. And they've they've gotten up to all sorts of hijinks in their day, but they're on the good list. They went to White Castle that one time. That was that was pretty wild. They escaped from Guantanamo Bay. They did. I, can you believe that Guantanamo Bay is still open? Yeah, well, like that movie came after out after Harold and Kumar that, escaped that movie, and shut that, it down. That, no, that movie came out. And actually, fun fact. <laughs> Barack Obama promised Barack Obama promised to close it. Cal Penn worked in the Obama administration. They failed to do that and it's still open. We need which to do is another Harold up. and Karmar, Kumar movie. <laughs> Harold and Kumar shut down Guantanamo Bay. Escaping Honestly, wasn't enough. Now they, they have to go back. They fucking should have. Um anyway. Nice. Uh and then they uh in a short film I've discovered on IMDb, they went to Amsterdam, but I don't think anybody's really seen that. And then they celebrated Christmas. <laughs> I didn't realize they went to Amsterdam. See? I, uh, look I, th- at- I think it was like a DVD special feature on the Guantanamo uh... Bay disc. Okay, so Liam, you sound like you're, you're familiar with the, with the fellas, with the guys? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like them? I do like them. I I think both the actors are very charismatic. I like seeing them in other things as well. I, I've realized that throughout my life. And so uh, coming back to this Christmas movie after not having seen it for a decade and not having seen any Harold and Kumar movies for over a decade, it was uh, that was very pleasant for sure to see their faces again. I Harold and Kumar, White Castle and Guantanamo Bay, they've never been repeat watches for me. I couldn't tell you the first time or the last time or the second time I've seen them. Um, I've probably seen White Castle twice in my life and Guantanamo Bay, I've seen a bit more just because like when I was in middle school and stuff, that was sort of the cult favorite. Like that's, Yeah, kind of like Anchorman 2, right? Like, right? Yeah. Or as well. Anchorman yeah, yeah, yeah. 2. <laughs> As like well, he most. said, like the first one. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, I, I got like disgusted by the taste of the people you <laughs> filled your life with. If it was Anchorman too. Um, and so yeah, Guantanamo Bay would be mentioned a lot. Also, White Castle came out when I was really young. Like there was actually quite a gap between them. White Castle was oh four, so I would have been in like the second or the third grade. But then Guantanamo Bay was oh eight, which would have put me in like the sixth or seventh grade when a lot of those that type of humor would have just been like used on the playground anyway. Like we're just learning what like crass jokes are and stuff. And so Guantanamo Bay was pretty huge on the playground. So I've seen that one a number of times. Um, And even though I wouldn't say either of them are like my preferred comedies that, that caught on to me um, in the way that something similar, like dude, where's my car did, like I've I've seen Dude Where's My Car so much, and like that one's dear to my heart. Whereas Harold and Kumar, they're more of just like friends I used to know that I enjoyed my time with, but I don't think about all that often. Um, but I did like them enough that I was excited for this Christmas movie when it came out, and uh, I did go to see this one in the theaters in like the tenth grade. Um, and then that was the end of the relationship for a while. Now this is my first time seeing them since uh, we've all moved on to greater things. So. So, Mitch, uh huh. What about you? 
Very similar to Liam. Um, I probably haven't seen a Harold and Kumar movie since like 2008 or like 2009. Like it's, So had it's, you seen this before? No. Okay. No. Then your story um, holds up because this movie did come out in 2011. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, <laughs> you see, I have Your like, Honor, my client is innocent. He hasn't seen a Harold and Kumar movie since 2008. I have very dim memories of it, but I remember like thinking like a lot of it was like funny. I think even then I found it like kind of like overbearingly and unrelentingly irreverent. But um, I think like there's diamonds in the rough for sure uh, with all of them. Like there's some like good humor. I think there's also like a lot of like impossibly stupid humor. But um, yeah, I have like no great. Uh, opinion about the about the movies like I, I i'm not like they're not like something that i held like really close when i was a kid but I, again i kind of like grew up with this franchise and was like aware of it in the same way that sort of liam <laughs> i imagine you were probably around it too, yeah you know? i think i think we all kind of have the same thing because i don't know we're roughly the same age at roughly the same time i guess that's how that would work but um yeah. i have not seen the guantanamo bay one but I have seen the White Castle one, I think, at least once. I know I have seen the Christmas one before. I don't know how many times, but this this is not my first time seeing it. I know that. Um, but I would say that, like, Harold and Kumar, at least with people that I knew, was never a big deal. Like, it was not, like, the irreverent comedy du jour for us. Um, so it's not. I didn't end up seeing it that many times. I think by virtue of that, and also just like it was batting a little bit above like age appropriateness. So, you know, probably wouldn't have happened right away. Super bad, I think, was very much like the movie that we all latched onto. That's uh, a good point, Corey. I, th- I think uh, because Super Bad came out in 07 and I saw it like right away, by yeah. the time Guantanamo Bay came out and kids were quoting it on the playground, I was like, yeah, that sounds like that's kind of like goofy fun, but like Super Bad and 40 year old virgin. Yeah. That's like the patrician choice. <laughs> right. Truly. Yeah. Super because Super Bad is just like some real chef's kiss filmmaking. Um. And I just don't have that relationship with this. But I will say that, like, you look back at these movies and, like, the star power present in these movies is kind of nuts. Neil Patrick Harris gets a musical number to, all to himself. <laughs> Pat, we got like, Patton Oswalt's here. Bobby Lee is here. Danny Trejo is here. All sorts of people are here. And, you know, like, that's kind of, like, Elias Codius is here. Yeah, homie, which is fucking hilarious. He's, he's having such a fun time. Yeah, I absolutely lost my shit when he showed up. Yeah, me too. What do you guys know him from? Uh, he's in like every Adam McGoy Adam movie, movie. ever, <laughs> and, oh, and also the Ninja Turtles live action movies from the nineties. Really? He's Casey Jones. Oh my god! <laughs> you wow. see him all over. The- he's also in, yeah. he's in Crash by. Uh, he's in by like every. He's in like everything. <laughs> Wow, yeah. that's blowing my mind. So I know him. Um, I just thought that I learned about him like a few months ago because uh, we do a show at my work called Chicago Fire that he's in. Um, and I liked him as an actor, but I thought that that was the first time I'd ever see him. I haven't recognized him as being Casey Jones. And now that you know I'm looking at his filmography, I see You've that seen him, all I've over seen the place, him yeah. stuff. But we yeah, have never done other movie he's, he's been in on this show. With me. Yeah, yeah. TMNT3. Yeah. Oh, yeah? 
With you, Wait, which one was I, you? Feel, I feel like I've seen one with him on the show, though. Oh. I, I don't know off the top of my head. I well, he was like... definitely in TMNT3, and we did do that. Okay, well, I'm going to... I'll pour through his IMDb later, but um, yeah, he's in he's in the vampire movie Let Me In, which I've flirted with doing on this podcast a lot. That's one of my favorite movies. So I'm pretty sure yeah, he's definitely around, but I never never noticed him. Casey Jones, wow, yeah, man. Is Let, Let Me I In the American in version eyes, of Let the White Right One In. It is, yeah. Okay, yeah, I have seen it, guys. Yeah, this is so important. The first movie in his filmography is called One Magic Christmas. That's why he had to do it, I guess. Going That's back why he to had his to roots. Also, I can't believe like he did TMNT three and then did Exotica the next year. Power move. That is power. That is true <laughs> power. For I'm real. in awe of it. I love Elias <laughs> Cody so much, and he's yeah. he like cleans like show and an air rat and the adjuster. My God, like. What a so fucking the, hero. So, so these are like yeah, heavy hero. dramatic movies that oh, he's doing? Yeah. About as heavy as they come. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to check these out for you him. You got it. I, I've grown quite fond of him, but I feel like I've barely seen him. They're, they're also great Canadian great Canadian movies. I mean... You ever see um, Gattaca? He's in that. No, I haven't seen Gattaca. This is cool. Yeah, I like American listeners, they're going to think I'm just like, yeah, Canadian movies. I mean, for real though. I mean, like, I am. But if you don't know who Adam McGoyne is or who Elias Cody is, is fucking figure it out, man. You know, True. I feel attacked. Is Elias Cody is Canadian? Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. You, you put up such you put up all that and then you're like, oh, no, I, I don't even know. know if he is Canadian. Do you? He did. He went. He is Canadian. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why would I lie to you about this? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so uh, that's not really about Harold and Kumar specifically. No, <laughs> we haven't um, really been about that. Like, this haven't entire really time. been about that for the last thirty minutes or so. Um, yeah. So this movie is a. Uh, it's about Harold and Kumar, and they haven't been friends. They haven't been that tight since escaping from Guantanamo Bay. It seems Guantanamo Bay will do things to you. Harold is like a Wall Street. I don't know what city this takes place in, but let's just say Wall Street guy. It seems like it takes place around the same time as like the what was it, like the March Occupy Wall, Wall Street. Street. Occupy, it has yeah. it has to like the, yeah that humor. I actually meant to look up what year Occupy Wall Street happened, and I didn't. So I'm gonna do it right now. 2011. Okay. Okay. There you go. It will that, but they would have then this would have been ramping up to that because they shot the movie a couple months before it actually happened. But case in point economy was bad wall street was bad shit was bad as it continues to be and um so harold is like a successful like finance guy with a family you, you love trying him. to start a family and uh kumar is just sort of vibing smoking weed smoking weed fucking hanging out messy apartment accidentally got his girlfriend pregnant isn't taking it seriously uh, things that just happen in your life. And yeah. um, <laughs> so Harold is entertaining his wife's family and she's got a big scary dad played, played by, by Danny Trejo. W- w- yeah. And uh, he fucking loves Christmas so much for a long convoluted reason I'm not going to explain right now. It is very funny that that bit. And uh, they have this big special Christmas tree, a Fraser fur if you're into that kind of thing. And uh, 
it gets all fucked up by a big magical joint that got sent by Santa to bring Harold and Kumar together. And they have to try to replace this tree. And in doing so, they get tied up with um, some Ukrainian mobsters because Elias Kumar's, Kumar's neighbor, Adrian, is trying to have sex with somebody. And uh, that doesn't turn out how you would expect. Yeah, that um, bit's pretty cringe. And also, there's a waffle-making robot. And everybody learns the meaning of Christmas and the importance of maintaining lifelong delicate friendships. I don't know. Whatever. That's the good enough. Um, this movie is directed by Todd Strauss Schulson, who, uh, Liam, you've talked about one of his movies before, actually, because mm-hmm. uh, he directed The Final Girls. Love The Final Girls. I, I had no idea. Um, I, I just saw that on the Wikipedia page after watching the movie, too. That's that's quite the pivot. I mean, The Final Girls is a, a comedic sort of satirical movie. Um, There's not a single ha- waffle-making robot in it, though. No, no waffle bots. You seen it? Have I? No, but I've been meaning no. to since you had mentioned it because you've talked about it on this show. Is it like a like a like a tongue in cheek horror movie? Very referential. It is, yeah. It's okay, about it um up, yeah. this group of teens, and and one of them, their mother was in like a slasher franchise in the eighties, and so she kind of has a cult following. Um, there's a bit of a wrinkle in there that I won't say, but the group of friends go to watch one of these slasher movies at like a uh, um like a throwback screening and they get sucked into the movie and uh with their knowledge of these movies they've got to figure out what to do and it's it's sort of that like it has some of that college humor humor um but it also is a a fun satire of horror movies while also like being a pretty cool slasher movie in its own right it's pretty emotional it's got some 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 good weight to it it's a really really fun movie so i i understand going from harold and kumar straight up comedy to the comedy of final girls but also like it's it's really interesting to me that that he he did both of those because one is a out and out comedy and the other is much more niche so that's cool interesting and uh, this movie is written by two guys we've heard of before. Uh, John Hurwitz and Hayden uh, Schlossberg, who uh, are very successful right now for being the co-creators of Cobra Kai. Um, That's pretty sick. Can't argue with that. However, they did write and co-direct American Reunion. Great track record. They're batting 100. They're batting a thousand. Um, we did that movie on the show. Took questionable results, I think. I think that's fair to say. I and, wasn't uh, around for that one. I will say right now, uh, no, we had Neil on for that because he's an American Pie psycho. And it had to be done. They're also currently attached to American Pie 5, whatever that will be. But be um, and, and Neil, despite being an American Pie psycho, did not have my back on that episode. He Crazy did not. <laughs> Mitch, we got to, I mean, depending on your response to this movie, Mitch, we got to do American Reunion Revisited and see if you can help we me out. We super on that don't, one. dude. <laughs> do we we you, don't Mitch, even do we'll that do on the show. We don't, we don't double dip. Well, Mitch, we've never done it. That doesn't mean we can't. <laughs> I, look, look, we'll, we'll start look, our own look, podcast. Look, 2022 is a whole new year. We'll see what happens. It's a grand new year. 
So um, you are down to do American Reunion again. I'm just saying 2022 is a whole new year and watch to see what happens. Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. It doesn't mean anything. I haven't said anything uh, other than the fact that had I known that, I almost certainly would not have recommended this movie. And yet here we are. <laughs> now, now look what you've done, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> and you also said one minute ago that we are not doing American Reunion <laughs> again. So, <laughs> well, I mean, 2020 is a whole new year. Um, this uh movie was edited by Eric Kissack, who uh, edited Horrible Bosses too, and also The Dictator. So, I think at this point we've had to talk about every Sasha Baron Cohen movie just by virtue of crew members. Um, nice. Horrible Bosses 2 is also on our list. It is. Shout out to those Horrible Bosses fans. Oh, no. Cinematography. I'd love to meet one. <laughs> Michael Barrett, who did, uh, he shot Ted in Ted 2, and also Ugh. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's actually not a bad movie. Uh, and the music is yeah, by... Yeah, Ted 2 is good. William Ross, uh, who has a bajillion credits, um, but... His conductor slash orchestrator credits are really interesting. They include The Five Bloods, the new Ghostbusters movie, the new Star Wars trilogy, Night at the Museum 2, The Matrix Reloaded, Leo and Stitch, Forrest Gump, Lethal Weapon 3, and Aladdin. Interesting. That's quite a that's quite a repertoire. It really is. Like, holy shit, dude. Fucking go off. But um Like which Aladdin? The Disney one. Like the one from like actually oh, the, the old the, one the, yeah the recent the, one's Guy Ritchie I think the animated one well Guy Ritchie didn't do the music <laughs> no Did it's he? pretty si- no <laughs> no <laughs> it's pretty sick how you can have certain jobs in the film industry where you can just like have a amazing like conductor like, slash it, orchestrator right and then you can just work on all those sick movies like obviously as a director you know you can have a bunch of sick movies and but you got to spend a bit more time as a director i think and it's a bit might be a bit harder to be the person picked for those projects and obviously it's tough to get picked as a composer but like just the fact that he can do all those movies that go to all these different corners of like the the film world i would like to know who out there um, whether it's like an editor, a composer, a production assistant, like who just has the best track record of all time, right? Like they've just somehow like been on every best movie ever. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. People say John John Cazal had one of the best, but that's like he he was in like every movie he was in was like nominated for an Oscar or won an Oscar, but he was only in like eight because he died pretty young. That's pretty good. Eight movies. There's got to be, yeah, like so many hidden careers that are just like off the rails. Yeah. In terms was... of like just interesting things. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm going to mention this right now because I was looking at IMDb stuff and um, I've seen a tweet here that um, they did a Riverdale episode where they dressed everybody up like the actual Archie comics and it's one of the most crazy things I've ever seen in my life. That I've seen that cringe. one, yeah. <laughs> like whoa seems weird to go back to the source material for that you've kind of departed but anyway we move on to the cast of this movie uh which i'll run down fairly quickly because a lot uh several of these people are are like fairly well known so i didn't do a whole history lesson here but we've got john cho cal penn no introduction no introduction. neil patrick harris definitely danny trejo uh daniel harris Elias Codius, 
Paul Garcias, Thomas Lennon, Patton Oswalt, Eddie K. Thomas, David Krumholtz, Amir Blumenfeld, Richard Real, Jordan Hinson, John Hugenacher, Jake Johnson, Bobby Lee, Yasin Payankov, Melissa Ordway, Rizza, uh, Devon A. McDonald, Brett Gelman, Dana DeLorenzo, David Burtka, and Dan Levy. It's just a whole lot of people that, like, in watching this movie, you're going to recognize someone, but you're going to, yeah. like, spend the entire movie wondering where wondering you're Wondering where. From. Just, like, comedy people who get around in a lot of cases. What really blew my mind is that this movie has two people who I'm convinced are the same person, and the only reason I know that they're not now is because I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and they have different Which parts two people different were Wikipedia that? pages. But Jake Johnson, who plays Jesus... Yes. And David Krumholtz, who plays Seth Goldstein. I also thought it was the same guy. <laughs> They're both 43 years old. And if you look at their pictures on the Wikipedia, their Wikipedia pages, like that is the exact same person. And it is really messing with my head. Yeah, I absolutely thought it was the same guy. And I had to look it up while the movie was on because it was driving me fucking nuts. Because I was like, why would they bother having the same guy do do this? this part this doesn't make sense to me um am i not but, in on the bit <laughs> yeah 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 so anyway you're right and that's that's truly wild um okay i feel like we've been you know we've been chatting right doing a podcast you know um we did come here to talk about a specific thing that thing is a very harold and kumar 3d christmas let's not forget uh, I didn't they, watch they, it in 3D. <laughs> they make pains to make you very well aware of the third dimension that this film has. Did you guys think it had a third dimension? This I mean, I kind of forgot that this movie was made for 3D, but there was like some stuff where it's like kind of obvious, like when the lens of the camera breaks because something flies into it, or there's like or some obvious things that you wouldn't normally put in a movie. Uh, but Eight for billion the most eggs part, get thrown at Bobby Lee and he dies. Yeah, I'm sure it would be a blast to see this in 3D. Um. What did you guys think about the movie? Did you guys like the movie? Mitch, you go ahead. Why me? <laughs> because <laughs> I I really liked American Reunion. I even liked uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Well, I think I come in liking a lot of these comedy movies, and I just don't want to be first and then be stamped on. I would rather we end on a positive note if that's if that's what's going to happen. I don't stamp. Um, I think Corey. I stomp. I don't think Corey. I think Corey should go first because he picked it. Uh, sounds good to me. Um, I mean, it was. Uh, you're already laughing. I haven't said anything. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I had a perfectly passable time. I laughed pretty hard at some pretty stupid jokes. Um, it was fine. It was. It's. It's a way to spend eighty minutes. You could do a lot worse. <laughs> you you could do significantly worse. Some of it made me laugh pretty hard. Uh, some of it has aged horrifically. Um, but I mean, you know, inoffensive. Well, well, in the in the broader sense uh, of yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It was I'm fine. with you. I'm pretty much with you entirely in that. I have that no strong feelings. Appraisal, like I said, that it's like kind of like 
unrelentingly irreverent like kind of in the sense that like nobody is really exempt and you're just kind of like in it for a ride and they're throwing insults at everybody and it's kind of um i'll put it to you this way the hardest i laughed and i laughed an embarrassing amount at this i did was when no at this specific bit though oh maybe you did but when Adrian is sitting in that fucking closet and he tries to open a bag of chips and it's really loud. That bit- <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to laugh just saying it. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> that, that is a great is- bit. <laughs> and that's a bit that makes me miss the movie theater as well. Like being in, in a group of people and like if one person starts laughing, it's going to be contagious. And so I didn't yeah. have your experience, Corey, of like laughing hard at it. Like I think I just kind of smirked a little bit, but I also recognized it as like, this is a great joke that under different circumstances, like I might be laughing much harder at. I recognize this as, as like a Corey joke, actually. It made me think of you because I was like, this is the kind of shit that Corey la- would be like laughing very hard at. Mitch, what is it that made you laugh the <laughs> hardest? Because you also had one, you said. Um, I laughed at the part near the end where they shot Santa in the head by accident. And like, <laughs> he's just like spurting. I, I also laughed really hard. And then he uh, like Kumar goes into like inexplicable surgeon mode. Yeah. Yes, that got I, me good, and it's just like outlandishly gory. Hey, like just practical effects. Blood is just like yeah. gushing from his head. That was good. I've like I'm always impressed by these movies with their ability to kind of like it feels like one upmanship, but like they're one upping themselves. Where it's like okay, like this next joke is going to be like way more outrageous like than the last. Like you're, I hadn't seen this movie before, so a lot of it was kind of fresh. Like I was not expecting like. Harold's penis to get stuck to a like a pole like like in a Christmas store. Well, that I not did not like laugh a, at actually. I didn't I didn't laugh at it, but I was like, you know, this this movie is like constantly um being like outrageous, right? And I think that that's like one of the good things about it. But uh, or one of the like because like it's kind of like a smorgasbord of jokes, and you kind of like take some and leave most of them. Um, but there were quite a few jokes that I that I found funny, like the part where the baby was crawling on the ceiling, like that whole thing made me uncomfortable. But I did laugh. That at the baby part. is like the mask. Yeah, big big mask energy coming off that baby. Maybe more appropriately, big. I don't. I've never seen Son of the Mask or like Dog of the Mask <laughs> or whatever it is. But maybe that's more the vibe. That baby's fucked up, dude. I don't know. Train spotting vibes. Yeah, I've never seen that, but I'm assuming it's a lot like the mask. Is train spotting Except with the, more the baby's, heroin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the baby's just dead in train spotting, but yeah. but at uh, one point it cr- it's crawling on the ceiling in a drug induced um, trip. So Liam, what did you think of the movie? Well, I uh, I did I thought this was no American Reunion and uh, even no Ace Ventura. Pet Damn, Detective. that's the meanest thing you've ever said on this show. But I did. That's like actually it. the mean. I I cut I cut in too early. That's actually the meanest thing you've ever said on the show. Was that this uh, is no uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective too? Well, it, it's not many things can be right. Both great movies. I think we'd all agree. Um, yeah. But uh. Yep. But uh, Harold and Kumar uh, Christmas. <laughs> I I had a nice time. Um, yeah. I. I think actually I liked it just about as much as I did in 2011. Um, and in 2011, I was quite disappointed by it because I was going to the theater. My 
a sense of humor was much more immature back then as well. So it should have played better. And I thought that in a theater, like we'd all be laughing. It would be like just a great time with my buddy. Uh, I went with uh, First Neil from the podcast, My Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Sleepaway Camp Brother. And um, I think we kind of chuckled at some parts. And in fact, some of the lines that were said here, I... I hadn't thought about them in a decade, but when they were said, I was like, oh yeah, we quoted that around high school for a little bit, but there was still like no big set piece that like really got us going. Um, And if the chip bag thing did, then I've unfortunately forgot about it. But even that, I don't, I don't think it did. Um, So I, I was bummed out about that. And so now coming back to it, I was thinking, um, I was excited to, to, re-experience the jokes and and see if they would make me laugh because besides the neil patrick harris thing i basically forgot everything in the movie like i didn't remember the santa thing didn't remember the drug baby and as these things are unfolding like there's the feeling that i i've i've seen that before but i wouldn't be able to call out anything before it happened so i was excited to re-experience those jokes and none of them hit all the way for me i think i'm more of like a dialogue humor guy which is why i love stuff like super bad and 40 year old virgin just with like comedic actors saying funny stuff that's probably not in the script in a particularly funny way and that's the stuff that i liked most in this movie like it would be like just quick like a second of the movie here and there like the the quote that i said at the beginning neil patrick harris saying i hate that stupid android fuck Or uh, (laughs) even Neil Patrick Harris saying, like, uh, I am gay, gay for that pussy. Like, that's funny to me. That's really funny. Um, But this movie, like Mitch said, does have a whole lot of, like, big attempts at one-upping themselves. Dick stuck to the pole, Santa getting shot in the head. and um, It doesn't have a whole song number in the middle. Yeah, yeah. The the following scene is so cringe. Yeah, big the, the, time. The dressing room scene has aged like milk. I actually, I gotta be honest, I clicked through part of that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, was wow. like, I, I, think, I was like, I'm good for this joke. No, thank you. I th- And I think Neil Patrick Harris, like, I think his performance is... is, is really funny um and and it works better in the previous other two movies from what i can remember just because this one like the particular angle they have uh is uh i just don't like the way like women are treated in general in this movie like also the yeah the younger girl plot is just yeah who's she's desperately trying to have sex with people like i i wasn't quite able to get into that either um just to clarify quickly that whole story for anybody who hasn't seen the movie is that kumar's neighbor really is really stoked to have sex with um a woman who says she's a virgin that he met on the internet at this party and then he gets cold feet because her dad is a mob boss she then rampantly tries to have sex with literally anybody in the room who will or won't willingly do that and then when her dad arrives uh creates a false narrative about being sexually assaulted that spurs the second half of the movie yeah not great and holy christ it's just the fucking worst thing in the world yeah and and i think uh the writers for this movie you know john herwitz and and hayden schlossberg i just i think they just like when it comes to writing women uh they really they really falter and 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 that sort of stuff is in american reunion as well but i like american reunion 
a lot more even in the broad strokes um, of like the plotting because I don't know if you remember Corey but there's a similar sort of B plot in American Reunion where the main character Jim the 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 pie fucker his <laughs> like his the kid that he used to babysit who is now 18 oh, like yeah. wants How, to have uh, sex with him but uh, it happens in a scene where she's drunk and uh and then is it in the woods or something too am i remembering that right uh there's sort of like a party like on a beach near some woods but when it really goes down when she's like throwing herself at him she's like drunk after a party and then the plot line is also reconciled where it's like she she says that you know she uh um it it wasn't a good idea and she just kind of had this infatuation with this dude who used to babysit her and like from a character perspective i can actually understand where that stuff is coming from and so i'm not uh, opposed to it the way I am the the broad strokes of a lot of the jokes in in this movie um, and so the stuff that worked for me is sort of just like little things here and there that won't make me return to the movie but do make it a movie that I did like have a nice time watching like uh, Neil Patrick Harris uh <laughs> it's like it's revealed that like he's not actually gay and is just saying he's gay to sleep with women like i don't i don't think that is funny in concept but him saying to who i know is his real life husband after they kiss oh, that like it? yeah 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 um yeah he says to him he says uh um his 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 husband says uh i thought you wanted it to look realistic and he says yeah i wanted it to re- look realistic not gay as shit like i think stuff <laughs> like that is like is is funny funny delivery just like a uh a, a line that sort of catches me off guard and uh makes me think of comedy movies that are just stacked with stuff like that that i like this movie isn't stacked with stuff like that it goes for a lot many more bigger set pieces but because the cast is charismatic and there's some stuff here in terms of comedy that I like. And then uh, my final thing before I'll throw it to you guys again is uh, I do like the main conceit of Harold and Kumar uh, have grown apart. They're separated. And, but this night brings them back together. Um, I, I do quite like that. So, yeah, so do I, I think it's got that sort of Christmas spirit vibe there i think down pat even though this movie's values i think are in many ways like diametrically opposed to like christmas values um in a lot of ways they're close like with with, especially with like the bond they share and you know friendship and and stuff like that but in a lot of other ways a lot of the jokes are um, not so good yeah, well, I don't know if the jokes necessarily illustrate values that the people who made the movie hold. No. Right? Like, No, it's just a joke, right? I will say the two funniest things in this movie for me are the commercial for the Waffle Bot, because I love a good fake ad, and those uh, recreations of how trying to make waffles in your house will just kill your kids <laughs> was like really funny to me yeah and, and i also like that uh kumar is just like high watching it and laughing to yeah. himself i i liked that stone yeah. humor that's all throughout yeah. that scene shades shades of the cheddar goblin for me sure <laughs> yeah I well i gotta support. I, I think you have one other thing to say, Corey, that you said was funny, but I'll just cut in to ask, how did yeah. you feel about uh well where the waffle bot goes? Do you like that they kept up with that? Yeah. It was, it was I, I think the waffle bot's return. funny the whole time. 
Me too. I like Wafflebot a lot. I'm a big fan of Wafflebot. I would buy bit. one if it were real. What was the other bit I was going to say? Can't have liked it that much if I I think forgot. the claymation bit's really good, too. The claymation bit's really fucking good, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's... Claymation bit's funny. It's a, it's a funny song about dying at Christmas, which I think we can all get behind. Um, and it's the sort of thing that like makes the movie memorable to put on at Christmas. Yeah. That's that's one of the things that does work. Like a lot of the the oh, other yeah. stuff for me like the, the maybe I did like the dick frozen to the pole. I didn't like it in concept but like Kumar saying that like he'll piss on Harold's dick. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought I that, that, that was I think funny. That's funny. So maybe I did like it. But the claymation thing is really good and Christmassy feeling but also makes sense with the characters um and has that sort of Harold and Kumar surrealism. That and the Santa thing are both uh stuff that could be pulled from the other two movies from what i remember like they're the comedy in these movies is much more surreal and like ridiculous than um the american reunion movie so uh a lot of it is like hit or miss you know they're they're taking big swings the other thing that i laughed at really hard is maybe something that you might not have even noticed um but the dj at the party being thrown at the house of a daughter of a mob boss is wearing a t-shirt with the logo for the Facebook game Mafia Wars. Oh fuck, that is a throwback. As like product placement. Just and like... I laughed. I I paused the movie. I was like, does that say fucking Mafia Wars? I forgot I that that existed. So hard. They they come back to the Mafia Wars bit after with like actual mob guys. But I was like, that guy's wearing a fucking Mafia Wars t-shirt. That is funny. Yeah, I, I didn't play catch Mafia that. Wars. But I did like the two Mafia dudes playing Mafia Wars on like their iPads. That yeah. was funny. Um, and uh, at one point, doesn't Elias Cody just sit at a table and like eat ice cream and watch TV? Yeah. At one point, what is he watching? I don't know I what don't it remember. what it is. I'm not sure. It looked like Mafia a real Wars movie. play. He's watching Mafia Wars Let's <laughs> Plays on YouTube. Gotta um, get some notes. But uh. Yeah, like I can think of bits that I liked, but I can also think of bits that I think are uh, very bad. Yeah. Um, but it is kept up with like these are all good comedic performers, right? Like, yeah, at least it's consistent. I gotta say, I can't believe John Cho was not stuck doing stuff like this, but like, I'm glad that John Cho is now able to do things that aren't this. You know what I mean? Because he's good at this. But yeah. boy howdy can that guy do some other shit um i i find it endlessly hilarious that uh cal penn left a white house job to do this yeah to do this movie that's so weird yeah Imagine i thought it was cute that, that they put a reference into that as well um yeah and yeah john cho far he's come a long way from milf guy number two in american pie uh, he really has man but he's also the best he's the he's the best part of american reunion as well so he's he's one of those dudes that like if he's around i'm pretty much in i, I, I don't think i've ever seen a john cho performance that i haven't liked very likable guy yeah uh but like the okay does somebody want to explain what happened to danny trejo's parents yeah, Mitch, it sounded like you liked that bit, right? So why don't you do it? So, sorry, to whose parents? Danny Trejo's. His reason for like why Christmas means why does so he much love to Christmas? Him? Why does oh, Danny Trejo love Christmas? Christmas? So like, 
there's like this stylized there's this movie like dips into like lots of different like stylistic like ebbs and flows and sequences that probably don't make sense normally in a movie but like it it just does it for the bit um but uh his mother like love christmas and like he was like well he grew up like really hard like not being able to enjoy christmas and then his mother like finally gets him out of the city and then she's like we're gonna have a christmas tree every year and then you're skipping um, a a frankly important detail which is uh they they immigrate to the united states yeah they immigrate to the united states we're gonna have a christmas tree every year in the u.s and then she's stabbed by a korean gang in an alleyway and um that are played by john show yeah and uh, yeah again it's hard to explain that joke I was just but saying, I, you're not selling this the way i thought you might but it no is, i'm really not it is selling really it. fucking it is funny, funny and weird <laughs> like, yeah it's kind of hard to explain a joke like that like you just have to see it right because he's like why does christmas matter why does christmas why do christmas trees matter let me tell you whimsically about my past and then it goes I mean, into this I, animated sequence. It's it's about as funny to me as uh how many just how many eggs get thrown at Bobby Lee. That's so many eggs, dude. They threw so many eggs at Bobby Lee. Yeah, what do we Man. think of that like supporting goofy dad guy? Danny Trejo? Oh no, uh uh The guy with the baby Thomas Lennon. Yeah, yeah, yeah the square. Um the character is annoying, but he's supposed to be, so like I don't know. I like Thomas Lennon, like He's funny. Uh the the character's fucking annoying, but like that's on purpose, so I can't really say anything about that. Uh Yeah, I liked him as well. I think uh there's some really good bits in there like after the car crash happens, um which I I think is really good. Like right near the beginning of the movie, uh Kumar manages to score a tree to save Harold's Christmas and then he immediately crashes the car with the tree on top and the car blows up and it's just um uh sort of it sort of has the same funny quality that that story about Danny Trejo's mom has where it's just like it seems like everything's going all right and then immediately it goes to the one of the worst places possible um And then Thomas Lennon has has just this running gag in the scene where like he he's a he doesn't like to say swear words and so like he's like saying what the H is going on here and he says like <laughs> S U and then Harold's like S U and he goes yeah screw you um, I think that's funny but I gotta say it did um, I don't know if it's his face or or his character probably a little bit of both because again this is a dude where like. I know I've seen him in things and I'm looking through mm-hmm. his filmography and like I've seen some of this stuff, but none of it is making me think, oh, that's the thing I'm thinking of. And so I guess it's just like gradual uh, exposure to Thomas Lennon has made me think that I've seen him in like one solid stickable role. But anyway, um, he, he made me long for the character in Superbad that accidentally backs into Seth in the liquor parking lot. And he's like <laughs> a total goof, but all but the the wrinkle to that character that I think makes him a bit more interesting or at least uh, d- more different than the Tom what's go what they're going for with Thomas Lennon is that like he's trying really hard to be cool and he's a square, whereas Thomas Lennon is is uh, really determined to stay on the straight and narrow, and that's just who he is. Um, uh, 
so that was in my mind a little bit um and so maybe that sort of hindered the enjoyment i could get because i was like man but that super bad character who's sort of similar and looks kind of the same is so funny but i did like him yeah what about you mitch Mm -hmm. i thought he i thought he was funny and i thought like the whole bit of him being like horrified by his babies like developing (laughs) drug addictions was kind of funny um I still can't believe how hard I laughed at those two guys being stuck in a closet. Yeah. It's a good bit. It is very good. It's uh, tough. I don't... Sorry, go ahead. I, actually, I, I would have liked to have seen like more of his character because I thought it was funny, but at the same time, I'm, I'm maybe glad that we didn't because it, it it could have gotten to like places where I probably wouldn't have like liked it anymore if his baby got any worse. <laughs> but, yeah. I've just uh, Liam, I've just discovered a supernatural connection. Uh, I might, I might know it. I've, are you a yeah, super hulak? Uh, super hulak? Super, super hulakian? That's the word I'm looking for. Gesundheit. Um No, I'm not. But we talk about that because we've just done movies with those two guys in it now. Uh, is is super hulakian like someone who's like a fan of supernatural and Doctor Who and, and Sherlock? Super yeah. Sherlock. It was oh, like a, okay. tum- it was like a big Tumblr wave. No, I'd say I'm more of a uh, super dalery. Which means what? supernatural Riverdale and elementary. You're a big Riverdale guy. Yeah, I, I've 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 been out of it for a couple years just because I moved out of the house I was in, and those are the guys I would watch it with every week. But I would love to get back into it. Um, I was big into Riverdale for like the first three seasons, and I don't like Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch, but I do like Elementary, starring the dude from Train Spotting. Coincidentally, um, hmm. and yes, which I dude? Really, uh, his name's like Johnny something. Is Ewan McGregor in Train Spotting? Yes, in the first one. Okay, I always yeah. associate that. Anyway, he's great in Shallow um, Grave too, which is a wonderful, wonderful movie. Anyway, I was gonna say the actress who plays Vanessa, uh, is married to Jensen Ackles. Her name has changed. It's Daniil Ackles now. I should have noticed that. Right. Yeah, I do know her. Both Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki met their wives on Supernatural and and married them. That is supernatural, or something. There's a joke I hope in there somewhere. <laughs> I mean, if it, that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Why? Why? Why not? It just makes it sound like it would be like unconsensual in some way or oh, another. If someone well, got like cursed to be with someone for the rest of their lives, it doesn't have to be negative. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um. I don't know how to get back to Harold and Kumar. I don't have like that much to say about this movie because it's a movie of bits, right? I'm, I don't either. It, you might like, like I, the bits. It's worth trying. I can I tell you what, what stuck. I can tell you what didn't stuck. Ultimately, the movie like didn't stick. Didn't, get it right. Come on. I mean, it worked. Yeah. It worked like for the most part. There's a lot of things that didn't work, but I ha- you could you could spend it like 80 minutes much worse ways. Yeah, you could like just open your door if you live in a cold place and just stick your head out the door for 80 minutes. That would be worse. Yeah, you could like live in my room. <laughs> you could. You should just sleep on Liam's floor. <laughs> I have not... a couch. I don't know why you keep saying he's got to be on the floor. You can sleep on my couch, Mitch. I mean, I think we know why. Why do we know? I think we know why. I don't I'm, know. I'm thinking it over. I don't know either. That's all I'll say. I don't know. <laughs> The actual reason is like I kind of forgot you had a couch because last time I was at your apartment, the bed was in like the main room, I think. 
So I, right, I just yeah. didn't picture a but couch e- there. Even back then, we had a couch. It was just Did in you? the other room. Yeah. Oh, well, see, I never went in there. That was the bird room. Also, the couch room. I mean, I suppose it was, but I, I did not know that. That was a secret to me. That room could have been about anything. I guess we're not talking about Harold and Kumar, huh? Yeah, I'm kind of... It sounds like we are. I haven't got too much more to say. There are some good bits. Maybe give it a roll of the dice, you know? You know? If you like the other ones or if you are a fan of like irreverent comedy from that period, you're probably going to have a good time. If you like the other ones, you've already seen this movie like five times. Yeah. I think Let's be you, honest. Yeah, you're probably right. But <laughs> I mean, if you if you go in for like, you know, like Family Guy in South Park and like that stuff, like all the, irre- like the, the irreverent, that irreverent South Park humor. Yeah. Or if you love weed. I don't, I don't know. I feel like like most like people I know who like <laughs> smoke a lot of weed kind of like roll their eyes at this shit because it's yeah, kind of it's like, about drugs, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've I've, I've never, uh, I've never been high, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, I guess that's the spirit of Christmas, guys. We all came <laughs> together on this movie. Um, united by our uh, lukewarm opinions of this yeah. film. You know what I do find interesting, though? Uh, the other comedy movies that we've done on this pod, and I'm sure there's some I'm missing. Um, I mean, you could call New Year's Eve a comedy if you want. But American Reunion and Ace Ventura Pet Detective, two other co- recent comedies we've done. I'm sorry you weren't there for American Reunion, with Mitch. I would love to hear your You don't have to apologize. Sometime. Um, I appreciate the apology, nevertheless. I <laughs> liked both of those more than this movie, and this is the movie that we all agree on as sort of liking. Whereas Corey was so down on these other two comedies, I really thought you were gonna hate this, Corey. So, um, I mean, so did I. So. Maybe you got to give American Reunion. But you picked it. Another I don't. Shot. Yeah, Mitch. Movies. What do you think this podcast is about? Because it's not only picking movies we're definitely going to like. <laughs> Well, yeah, I but, think... that, but that being said, listeners, you've got to know there's been a lot of times we've either suggested or landed upon a movie, and Corey's like, "Eh, don't make it." I'm not like the only suck. person that's done that. Yeah, I mean, I do it too. What it comes down to is, it's been uh, like, if it just feels wrong and i'm getting the like the vibe checks wrong i ask everybody and then we all agree and we do a different one don't act like i'm just here you know just causing a bunch of stirring some shit when you could just as easily just twist my arm and things happen like i'm not i don't know i don't appreciate this 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 uh character assassination (laughs) that's taking place um have I been like, oh, maybe not that one in the past? Sure, but I feel like we've all done that. Absolutely. Well, I apologize, Corey. And sometimes you have to... <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes you just have to decide to watch a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Sometimes you just have to do that. Yep. And we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now the podcast is over, I think. Yeah. 
<laughs> um great so how about this then next week we're doing what can only be described as a christmas classic and i need to make sure i actually get the title right because i don't think i actually know what the title of the movie is like word for word okay here we go uh we're watching the one and only how the grinch stole christmas with jim carrey and uh and christine baranski and whoever else is in that movie (laughs) i don't remember yay um do not lead the people astray mitch we'll get there but uh (laughs) not only that this movie was requested by by a good friend of ours and we are we are committing and she will be on the show to talk about it we're gonna have jade back on next week to talk about um how the grinch stole christmas and i'm confident saying beforehand that she's pretty stoked about the grinch and so we'll have to see how next week shakes out that's all i'm saying great good talk good follow-up fellas love it thank you um (laughs) really just hanging me out to dry here a little bit uh but yeah okay so uh next week and um let's 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 get out of here i guess it seems like you guys have run out of uh words to say so uh so we'll get out of here uh mitch do you have anything you'd like to plug Am I missing a bit here or something? Why is nobody saying anything? (laughs) (laughs) Why you can't unmute to laugh and then mute again? (laughs) That's all you get. Podcast is over. Okay, fuck it. We're done. <laughs> Thank you all once again for listening to this episode of They Made Another One. You can find us all over the internet on They Made Another, which is all one word in a letterbox at TMAO. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Breaker, and everything else is They Made Another One. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with questions, comments, recommendations for future episodes, and literally anything to say at all, unlike these two fucking guys. Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson, who you will hear next week, and her Instagram is at Jade Sketches. Mitch never plugs anything. He's clearly just abandoned the show. You can find Liam on Twitter and Letterboxd at his uh, film writing alter ego, Graham the Haunted Marshmallow, at Graham the Malo. I'm at Mr. Corey Price, mkpodquest.com for the other podcast that I do. The show's over. Bye. Was that good? I think it's a good bit. What the fuck happened? Well, at first, agree to do that. No, no, we just fed off each other's vibes.